Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 134. I hope you're doing well this morning. I had a little bit of a hiatus last week. If you saw the Instagram video, you know why. Went turkey hunting. It was turkey week last week. I got to go again this week because I missed him. I had a gobbler run right in front of me. My buddy Brandon, I'm, t- I'm telling you, he put me right on him. So we were facing west and we were, our backs were against the tree line. Some hens were roosted up top and they flew down and the sun was rising. It was beautiful outside. It was perfect. He had me right where we needed to be. And then these two jakes came walking across right in front of us. And one walked right in front of us. I waited. I got the second one. And it was about 25 to 30 yards away. And you know what? I just missed him. I just pulled the trigger and I missed him. And I've been hearing from some turkey hunters. They've been saying, okay, that's kind of common. It's it's easy to miss a turkey. So I'm going to keep at it. Persistence, man. It's persistence in fishing, persistence in hunting. Uh, so I'll be back at it. I'll be uh, with my back against that same tree tomorrow morning early morning. So that's the reason I missed the podcast last week and the conversation last week. This week I'm back. Uh, got this episode this morning and then I'll be back with a conversation with jo- Joffrey the Giant this Thursday. So you want to look out for that. That's going to be a fun one. And I just continue to have great episodes or not great episodes, great interviews down the line. Just been able to talk to some really great folks. And so I hope these are enjoyable to you. Here in three days, I guess on Thursday, I'll be interviewing, interviewing Dr. Joe Boot. Very excited about that. But why don't we go ahead and pray? I'll tell you a little bit about the intensive again. We're less than one month away, and boy, do I want you to come. We got a great group, and uh, I think it'd be greater if you were able to be it. Be if you were able to be there. So let's go ahead and pray, and then I'll make my appeal. Lord, we just thank you for this day. I pray for this time as we're in John chapter eight. We look at how Jesus was able to quarrel and pick fights, and yet he wasn't quarrelsome. So there's intention, there's purpose in all that he does. There's obedience to you in all that he does, and so. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the saving work of Christ, that it is the perfect work. And we get to learn from him. We want to be Christ-like in all that we say and do, and we want to grow into that. Thank you for, for his work on our behalf. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for being our faithful big brother. Lead us in all we talk about today. I trust you will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So the intensive is the fourth through the sixth. I just got word from another church that they're bringing about five guys. we got a church in Missouri bringing six guys. And then we got guys from our church and just friends from around the country as far as Virginia. My buddy Bill, he's been on the show before, he's coming out. So we've got over 20 people that are now registered to come. And we would absolutely love it if we got to meet you and you got to come down the river with us and you got to hear about God and government. We're really excited about the content and just the group of guys that are going to be there. It's just a solid group. Now, This has been specifically for pastors. Now, this year it's going to be for pastors again, but it's for everybody. We've opened it up. There's a lot of non-pastors coming this year, and so you don't have to be a pastor. In fact, the ministry is somewhat morphing, where we're going to continue to be a pastor courage ministry, but we're morphing into a men's ministry, and this is going to be more directed to men in general. In the coming weeks, after we finish this series in John, we're going to do some really just just, uh, some targeted material just for men in general and we're going to kind of repackage some of the stuff we've talked about before but excited about where we're going as a ministry and so just be following along and you'll see some of those shifts but today we're continuing the series going through the through the gospel of john and we're taking these pictures of christ and we're wanting to 
Um, if you've not been with us or maybe you're, you need a refresher from being away from two, for two weeks, we're going to see very specifically in John 8 how Jesus picks a fight and Jesus quarrels very intentionally and in a way that we could scratch our heads and wonder, you know, why did you do it this way, Jesus? Why? why? Uh, an elder, after all, is not to be quarrelsome. A quarrelsome man can't be an elder. And so what we see in Christ is that Jesus is 1 Timothy 3, Titus chapter 1, personified. So if you've never quarreled, if you've never picked a fight, then then that doesn't mean you're not quarrelsome. There's a way to quarrel, there's a way to pick fights without being quarrelsome, and there's a time and place that we are called and required to be Christ-like. And in situations like this, when they present themselves, we've, we've got to be able to pick a fight in a holy manner, because Jesus does. And so we want to see that in these verses. They're just really great verses. First, we start in verse 31 in chapter 8. We're going to skip the conversation about I am the light of the world and the woman caught, caught in adultery and uh, um, for different reasons, but we're going to skip those two points this morning. But it, it's right on the tail end of the conversation about I am the light of the world. Jesus turns and said to those who believed in him, that's what it says in verse 31, Jesus, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, this is the audience, those who had some sort of this generic belief in Jesus. We, we see that this is John chapter 2, the end of John chapter 2 kind of belief. This is not true. You have true and false belief through all the gospel of John. So you can see that, that through the whole storyline where true faith, false faith. And Jesus turns to this group who had believed in him, and we find out by the end of the story that this, in fact, was, you know, this is the group that was, this is false faith. By the end of the story, the same crew is picking up stones to kill Jesus. So this is where it starts, and then it ends with, so they pick up stones to kill him. Let's just read it. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So it starts with this crew believing in him. And that's what we have to keep in mind as we're going through this. You know, almost everyone would say, well, that's a win. You know, they should just start following and, you know, follow Christ now. Grow and be discipled and all this. But then Jesus engages them and he begins to talk to them in this, in this way. If you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, um, by the way, pause real quick. They don't like that they had to be told that, or that they had to be told that they have to be set free. So they respond in this manner. We are offspring of Abraham and never been enslaved to anyone. They seem to forget, uh, you know, 400 years of slavery in Egypt and uh, their time in exile in Babylon somehow. And then he says, then they say, how is it that you say that you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. I know that you're offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I've seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. Now, isn't it interesting? Where in the story do we find out that these people want to kill Jesus? We're just told that they had believed in him. But Jesus, now for all the listening audience, I'm taking a sip of coffee. And the answer is, they hadn't yet sought to kill him. By the end, they will. This is Jesus bringing some holy agitation to this crew. He knew it was in the heart of man. And so he said that you're seeking to kill me because my words find no place in you. It seems like the exact opposite. This is, seems to be the crew, the crowd, the people, where the words of Christ find a place in them. They're the ones who have believed, but apparently not. And then he introduces this theme that he unpacks the rest of the time. And it's about this father business. And you have done what you have heard from your father. 
And he's going to tell them that their father is not God, that their father is the devil. Let's just go ahead and read it. They answered him, Abraham, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you'd be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Again, we don't know that they, they're seeking to kill him until the very end. This is not what Abraham did. You're doing the works your father did. And they said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. Now, I think this could have been a jab based on the rumors about Jesus that still were circulating around about sexual immorality. You know, really conceived, born, born of a virgin, really conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hey, we're not the ones born in sexual immorality. So I could be reading that in there, but I think that that could be a, a jab that they're throwing at Jesus. We, we have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my words. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer, murderer in the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar, the father of lies, but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Now, they just had believed him. Jesus, in this story, picks this fight quarrels with this crew and then tells them that they are sons of the devil as they're arguing bickering back and forth and saying no 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 no, god's our father and jesus is like no the devil is your father he's a murderer and so are you now guys you seriously evaluate the if you're in this crew right now if you're in these you know what Bodie bockham calls fault lines now there's smaller fault lines all over the place but if you're in the crowd that has really struggled over the last couple years during lockdowns with the tone you know, we can call you the tone police. I love you, but if that's you, okay, tone police. Where you've said things like this. I, I really agree with you, Jared. I agree with you, whoever it may be. But we just don't like your tone. I don't like the tone of James White. I don't like the tone of the cross-politic guys. I don't like the tone of whoever, fill in the blank, of, of Askel and the boys down in Florida. Oh, I, don't, I just don't like their tone. What they're saying is important, but they're just not saying it in love. Couldn't... Just honest, honest, seriously, honest question. Couldn't that same thing be said about Jesus right here? Now, I'm not saying automatically that what everybody is doing is right or their heart is in the right place, okay? Um, certainly, you can be a jerk and do something like what Christ has done here and not be Christ-like. It's a very difficult thing to be Christ-like and start fights. But if you're never starting fights, how is it, please explain to me, how is it that you're not... Being, how, how are you not being Christ-like? Like, I, you're, I mean, you're not not being Christ-like. You're, you're failing to walk in the manner that Christ would have you walk if we are called to be Christ-like. And here he calls them the father of the devil. And if we do this today, the tone police come out like crazy. I mean, they would cancel Jesus. They would say, look, Jesus, you're being mean. It's not that what you're saying is wrong. Yes, we understand that they, they are children of the devil, that they're lost in their sin, and they need to be rescued to some extent or something. Okay, I kind of get what you're saying. But really calling them the father of the devil, they just believed in you yesterday, man, or just earlier, like an hour ago. Can't we be a little bit nicer to them? Okay, can't you see the apostles coming around Jesus and giving him counsel like that? So there's got to be a place for this. This is a real thing. This isn't just people who want to fight. They're trying to find passages in the scripture to, to you know, be able to defend being mean to people. That's not what's happening over the last several years. This serrated edge that Doug Wilson talks about is, is found in places just like this that Jeff Durbin's talking about. This is the serrated edge right here where Jesus is calling them children of the devil. 
the Jews were frustrated by this. I mean, obviously, they were frustrated. They continue to have this conversation with Jesus, and they tell him that he's got a demon. And they say, no. And Jesus is like, no, I don't have a demon. Uh, it's, it's you guys that are going, going against my heavenly Father. It's you guys that are following the devil. And Jesus says, it's, it's my Father who glorifies me. And he's God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I did not know him, I would be a liar because they go into this conversation about who Jesus is. And then at the very end, he says, before Abraham was, I am. And this made them lose their mind. I mean, talk about the ultimate picking of a fight or the ultimate quarrel. Jesus calls himself God. He said that before Abraham was, I am. And they knew exactly what Jesus was doing. He was calling himself God. And so the scene wraps up, and it kind of we, we put a bow on it at the end, a really ugly bow. But Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Now, hear what I am saying and hear what I'm not saying. Some of you need to go pick a fight. And if you can't find a place to quarrel right now, I'm not talking about being quarrelsome. I'm not talking about going out and being the kind of man that's got a chip on your shoulder, always picking a fight, always looking for somebody to agitate. I'm not talking about a being annoying nuisance to everybody. But some of you have avoided fights behind 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1 saying, I don't want to be quarrelsome. And you have advocated your responsibility as a pastor and you have not been Christ-like. You have not told people they're sons of the devil and you need to start doing it. It's time. Because you need to be Christ-like. And so it requires wisdom, it requires the leading of the Holy Spirit, the directing of the Holy Spirit to know when and what, uh, what is the appropriate way to do this. You're going to have to pray, you're going to have to have wisdom, of course. But some of you, some of you need to pick a fight with somebody to the point they want to throw stones at you. Where they're so angry with you, they're gritting their teeth, you can see them just, I mean, it's fire spitting out of their eyes. They're irate because you're telling the truth. And some of you need to start being a truth teller than a truth apologizer. I hope this is helpful. I want you to be Christ-like. Subscribe, share, uh, leave a rating or review. I'd appreciate that. And really, I hope you have a great week, and I hope you sign up for the intensive. Hope to see you there. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.